0: Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised.
1: To the west of the great continent of Kern lies the island provinces of Perth, home to brave seafarers, exotic pleasures, storms of swirling magical energy, and cults dedicated to the old gods. Upon these white sands came the Eve's watch, A band of sellswords and brutes seeking their fortune upon the shores of these lands. Let me tell you of this age of legends, for I and I alone am keeper of their saga. This is their chronicle.
2: is you're clinging to the wall and looking at that space that the woman in the red dress was occupying. She's now gone. You have memories of her. You remember her. She was a border woman that you encountered while you were out on one of your strolls. It was actually one of the first ones you encountered. And periodically, she'll pop up every now and again. She's probably the one that shows up more frequently than the others. It was probably the more traumatizing incident since she was the very first and there's a great deal of remorse and and regret that usually follows an encounter with her more so than the the other red-garbed individuals that you will see that most often they appear at night but sometimes they appear during the day as your gaze is fixated on that spot you shake your head realizing that the sun has come up it's a new day in Shapur and you can hear people stirring inside the princess's chambers. What are you
3: going to do? I am going to go to the exact spot where the woman in red, who resembles my first kill, existed and start examining the ground, looking for any sign, anything I can find. There's no indication
2: that an actual person was there. None at all. And that's usually the case when you have these encounters, (laughs) these hauntings, if you will. You get some curious looks from the guards as they walk by. They'll nod and greet you with with a good morning, and they'll continue on their way. There's a great deal of activity starting around the palace grounds, people going off to work, going to the kitchens, coming from the kitchens, the occasional stable boy, and any number of assorted earthen nobles coming and going from the
3: palace. The workday for the royal family seems to start very I will uh, suddenly remember that I have a duty and run back to the building and climb up to the balcony.
2: You scale the building easily, climb over the balcony, swinging your legs over and walking into the princess's chambers. She is dressed and ready, sitting in her chair, counting some coins, tossing them into a coin purse and tucking them inside her garments. She's got a broad-brimmed hat on and she sits looking at you.
3: Princess, are you ready to go? Should I call the guards? I'm ready, of course. Yes, let's go. Then I will walk to the door, open it up and look out. She's ready. Okay. Princess? Mr. Varskelis? We await your pleasure. She walks out into the hallway.
4: Lovac's at one side of the door. Deals coming out of the the library room changed. Gets in onto the left side. Cool, will come out.
5: Malayan we'll cool. will take points.
6: Tuko approaches Shin and says, cloak please.
3: Thank you very Thank much. You.
2: She walks down the hallway, chatting the whole way. This is wonderful. I would prefer if maybe we could tarry a bit, maybe so I can arrive late for my lessons. Your role isn't to ensure that I attend my lessons in a timely fashion, is it? What
0: is your schedule?
2: I have my afternoon lessons, of course. Boring. And then I have to attend some meetings with some nobles in the afternoon. More suitors coming. To tell me how wonderful they are. And how they deserve my hand in marriage.
0: What order are the lessons? Like what's first, what's second, what's third? Oh, I'm not telling. Oh, it's a secret, Mr.
3: Coo, secret.
2: Well, I want to take my time shopping. We don't. Oh, oh, shopping, yes, of yes. course. That's the priority for today,
3: Princess. Yes. Your mother did not hire us to enforce your schedule. Good, now that that's established, let's go to the
2: bazaar. She jingles the coin pouch and starts walking down the hallway.
0: Ulay and I lead.
2: You exit the palace grounds and walk out into the city and it's uh, already sweltering hot. But there's a nice breeze. So that makes it almost like being in a convection. It is only slightly cooler, but still unpleasantly hot. The sounds of the jungle can be heard. Soon they're drowned out by the sounds of city life. People going about their business, shopping, talking. The princess will greet people along the way, wave, smile, say hello. Ku, it seems somewhat awkward to you. There's not an ease in her way, in her manner. She's saying hello and greeting people. She doesn't have that same level of charisma and bearing that her mother does, nor would you really expect it from someone so young but they smile and wave and greet her. Good morning, my princess. As she passes by the wealthier areas of town, soon exiting and going into a part of town that is frequented more by the common folk of Perth. Soon you find yourself in the bazaar, that area with all the brightly colored tents and kiosks, all manner of merchants, uh, smiths and, There's a few small, rickety shacks with brightly colored roofs that are tended to by goblin merchants. They're smiling, big, sharp-toothed grins, calling people over and telling them all the wonders of the wares, their- their snake oils, their finery from across all of and It becomes evident that she is on her way towards the- the livestock pens. She's searching for that exotic cat she wants.
7: The moment we hit the less-than-desirable area, Lovac's gonna put his hand on his sword and it's gonna stay there.
6: When we get to the bazaar, Tuco is looking around for high ground. Is there a statue, a higher-standing pedestal, anything that would allow a survey of the entire area? There are
2: some taller buildings that you could get a fairly good vantage point of the bazaar from the top of.
0: Ku will scan the crowd in the attention deficit disorder way of the copy of constantly short attention span, like checking everyone, everything.
2: Roll an investigation check. I assume that's what you're you're doing, right? 11. 11? Everything looks fine to you. Yep. There's a lot of people, a lot of fascinating people here at the Bazaar. It's kind of a melting pot of the different people of Hymeran. You're seeing trolls and Balrakians, Bayarakians, Aerovara several elves amongst the Perthan people going about their business.
0: Do the Balrakians and Valrakians look as miserable as Jeel?
2: Yes, <laughs> particularly the Valrakians, who are used to living on a massive ice floe. This is quite a departure from what their norm is. This is probably the only time you haven't seen one clothed head to toe in furs and heavy armor. They're now wearing much more weather appropriate clothing and they almost look less menacing without all of that. So weather appropriate, we are talking like Speedos? <laughs> <laughs> Many are shirtless and, and wearing just pants and tall boots,
3: Thank but not God. a fur can be seen on them. Thank God. If there was a Speedo to be seen, I'd have to take my eyes out. Tuco will tap Chin
6: on the shoulder and say, I'm going to find an overwatch. I'll give a signal if I see danger. Go. And I traveled towards one of the taller buildings, preferably the one closest to the animal pens, because I know that's the princess's destination, and attempt entry. Are you going to enter the building? I intend to open the front door. The front door opens easily for you
2: and you walk in. It looks like a dwelling. There's cooking area off to your right. You can see someone inside the cooking area. It looks like they're preparing a meal.
6: Can I see the stairs?
2: Yes, there's a set of stairs that leads up.
6: In my stealthiest fashion, I attempt to sneak up the stairs. Roll your stealth. 20, no, 8 plus 7. 15. Thank 15, you. Math
0: teacher. Yeah.
6: <laughs> 15 is the number
2: I rolled. You climb up the stairs easily. There's several rooms on that second floor with another set of stairs that lead up. You can hear what sounds like people moving about those rooms.
6: I attempt to continue to stealthily move up to the next floor.
2: Make another stealth check.
6: 17.
2: You make your way easily up to the very top and there's another set of stairs that leads up another flight. There's a You can see sunlight coming from the top of the stairs.
6: Continue to climb.
2: Climb up the stairs and make it out onto the roof. On the roof is a clothesline with some sheets, clothing hung up on it. Seems like you're the only one up there. There's a... You can see the other rooftops from there and the bazaar down below you. There's someone on another roof hanging clothing. They look at you, smile, and wave and say good morning.
6: I wave back. I unshoulder my bow, prepare an arrow, and after I have my bow and arrow on the ground, I tie a length of rope to the, the most secure footing I can find here on the roof.
2: Probably the clothesline.
6: And leave it coiled at the edge of the roof, prepared to throw over and repel as far down as it will get me.
2: Below you, you could see the princess and the party, as well as a swarm of people.
6: Do I see any obvious danger?
2: You don't see any obvious danger.
6: Do I see any unobvious danger?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Make a perception check.
6: Plus zero makes it a 12.
2: Nothing pops out at you initially. It just appears to be people going about their business in the bazaar. You can see city guards down there. The bazaar is rectangular in shape, and there's at least one guard at every corner of the bazaar. And then there's guards in pairs that walk through the bazaar. It's hard to tell how many there are on these kind of like roaming patrols, but you think maybe four. In their armor, they all kind of look the same. And after being up there a while, you can you can tell, okay, these are different individuals. There's one that's really tall, one that's, you know, kind of short and stocky. And you can pick out the different patrols after a while.
6: I stay there and maintain maximum concentration. That's my post. Lovelock's gonna look over to Geil. Remember the
7: Renneric contract when we were bookends that time? I feel this is the same way. Nothing within five feet of our target. I remember it well, and I think that's a. If she I'm approaches, go. that's fine. But if anyone approaches her, no one gets within arm's reach.
2: And almost immediately after you, you say that, a short, stubby gentleman, maybe a prenogine, approaches with a basket of dried meats. My princess, step in front of him. Oh, pardon, pardon me, sir. Your business? I was hoping the princess would grace my wares by sampling some of my dried meats.
7: No, she's not interested in sampling any of your dried meats.
2: Thank you, sir. He looks at the hand on your sword hilt nervously, and then looks over at the hulking figure of Geo, walks away from you backwards, bumping into a few people as he does so. Stare at him until I
7: can no longer see him mingled into the crowd.
2: He disappears a lot quicker than you would imagine someone of his rotund shape wood into the crowd that's how it goes throughout most of the time there there's people that approach the princess offer her jewelry and cheap baubles not something a princess would wear but she seems to be open to that it's very complimentary unless
7: she actually says oh no i'll talk to them i'm going to turn everyone away that comes in
2: from the right and i'll be doing the same from the left very heavy-handed she says to you both They're
3: just trying to show off their wares. I mean, I think it's nice, don't you?
7: No. Delightful.
3: From behind watching this, does the princess react in a negative way when people are stopped from coming up to her? Or more of like a bored way? She seems like, you know, she's tolerating it, but there's nothing
2: outward to give any indication that she's opposed to it. It seems like she's accepting her fate, begrudgingly.
0: Do we, with the exception of Shen, the four of us who are on the sides and the front, do we know that Tuco is up on the roof?
2: Do we see him? You don't see Tuco. You don't know where he is, but having worked with him as long as you have, you know he's probably up there somewhere on Overwatch.
0: Skulking about the place. Then I'm going to actively look for him.
2: It doesn't take you long before you find the large, sunburnt, even redder, orc up there. His top knot is almost unmistakable. And he cuts a pretty large figure anywhere he goes.
0: I'm going to take out my steel mirror, signal him using the sun to reflect off his face, get
6: his attention. As the sun from the mirror glints into my eye, I may raise my middle finger high. That's the signal that you caught his attention.
0: Caught his attention. Cool then. In Thieves' Cant, message him stating that you should be on the ground here. You're our poisons expert. You can look at these food, the wine, the drinks to make sure they're not poisoned.
6: The message back is later.
0: And then Ku raises his middle finger.
2: (laughs) And that's usually how your interactions go. (laughs) Message received. Um, It's (laughs) Over, Roger. It's not so much an argument as it is kind of like your playful banter with each other. There's usually the tone of You know, I can't stand this person, but you're actually pretty tight. She meanders her way through. She kind of drags Lovak and Geel over to a few booths where she has some awkward interactions with people, and she's talking to a wine merchant about the grapes and how the wine's made and looking enthralled in the process, even though it's mind-numbingly boring. Well,
0: for you, I may find it very interesting, considering the herbalism
2: and he pours her a tall glass of wine and hands it to her and she smiles as she reaches for it. And then I'll reach for it. And I'll drink it. She'll stand and she'll just watch you. It's safe. Yeah. Well, he's not dead, so maybe I can have some now. He's Your mother wouldn't watch you drinking. Grabs the wine and makes eye contact with you as she reaches, brings it to her lips. Try to get my hand on the cup. I am the princess of Mahshapur, Mr. Jeel. She says this as she's looking up at you defiantly. I would like a drink, if you please
4: fine.
2: When you fall ill, it's not my fault. She drains the glass, smiles and thanks the guy and looks at Jill and says, I can't believe you actually let me drink this. How do we know it wasn't poison? And she jabs you in the belly with her elbow and laughs as she goes walking off into the crowd. Love will
7: lean over. Next time, just drink half of it and give it back to her. That way she knows it's safe and she can drink. I didn't think of that. I know
3: protocol, gentlemen. You should grab another glass and pour half of it into that glass then drink it, Funks. not sully Funks. her Funks. glass with your lips.
5: That sounds overly complicated. She's not my princess. Nor mine.
3: She sure. chose you as guards. You gotta do it right. I know you guys aren't a stickler for this, but I know court. Tuko, from your vantage point, you see that the bazaar is beginning to
2: fill up. Wagons bringing supplies in, more people coming. There's the guards that you've grown used to seeing. There's a few monkly types in red robes. They have cloaks and brooches. There's a few sailors from other lands. A couple gnomes selling trinkets that whir and buzz and do all sorts of things. There's toys and all manner of interesting things in the, in the bazaar that are starting to pour in. Seems like there's some late comers to the bazaar. After a while, the, those roving patrols stop and the bazaar fills up even more.
5: I've been ranging, not super far, but a little further out from the central core. I'm going to tighten my circle just a little bit, come in close. I know we've kind of been leading, but we don't really know where we're going. We need to keep an eye on the princess, so I've kind of been allowing her to lead from the middle. We'll get back a little closer to her now with this extra press of people.
6: When the roving patrols stop, Tuco shoulders his bow, she's the arrow, drops the rope over, down the rope. Will a 50-foot rope make the ground? Yes. He's on the ground, he's moving at full speed, not jostling, but actively pushing people to the ground away from him to get to the party, yelling, we're leaving, get out now, get out now. Do we roll if we see if we hear that?
2: Or are you gonna wait till you get into the group to say that?
6: Oh no, he's moving and yelling the whole time. He does not stop yelling.
2: So with the passive perception, the
0: first one cool. here will be cool. Well- I would disagree with that. Like, I have the highest passive perception in the group. The reason I would disagree with that, I'm also the shortest. Yes, that's true. Everybody mm-hmm. is way taller than me. I'm probably not gonna hear him. That is true. Good point. There is...
6: I am making quite a ruckus, so a tall person might be able to notice me very and easily.
2: That is also true. jill Yes. You can't help but notice as you're scanning the crowd the large frame of Tuco maneuvering through the crowd, shoving people aside, like shoving people, not not kind of shouldering his way through the crowd, but pitching people aside, people with baskets, falling to the ground of the bazaar. And after a while, the populace of the bazaar kind of parts to let him pass after a few bodies hit the ground. He's yelling something. You're not certain what it is he's yelling, but there is a sense of urgency about him as you are watching him, there is an arrow that whizzes by. By whom? By (laughs) (laughs) you. Lovac, there is a thud and a gasp as the princess is hit in the back of the shoulder with an arrow and she slumps to the ground in the bazaar and people start running in panic.
7: I'm gonna pull the arrow out and scoop her up, cradle her in my arms and
3: look over at Ule, pick a path.
5: I'm going to pick the path that Tuco just cleared.
3: Shin. As soon as I see the princess get picked up, I cast Cure Wounds with a point spent in order to make it 30 feet range and give her nine points. There is a warm,
2: crimson glow that kind of starts at her feet and works its way up throughout the course of her body and something that you recognize all too well is Shin's magical healing. Her eyes flutter a little bit. She looks up at you
6: and says, put me down. Not right now. Initiatives. Ku, what's your initiative?
0: Initiative for me is an 18.
6: Novak? Five. Two goes at 13. Shin? 22. Moulet? Five.
3: Geo? 10. GM?
6: Four. <laughs> that puts 22. Shin is the first Shin, what are you going to do?
3: I use movement to close to within five feet. Okay. And then I follow them. Next up, 18, Ku.
6: Ku gets in line behind Mule. Daggers out. Next is Tuco. Is the slave trade still happening in this square? It looks like it was starting
2: to open once there were the shrieks and people hitting the ground. And then the arrow that struck the princess, they stopped what they were doing and dipped underneath the platform that the auction was about to happen at.
6: I imagine it'll take at least all of my movement, if not more, to close on the party.
2: It's gonna be a lot easier now because the crowd has parted and people are running uh, towards the exits of the bazaar.
6: So it'll be a dash and that takes my entire turn. Don't forget you can use dash as a bonus action. True, I close on the party. If I can get there in 60 feet, I'm there. Next is Gio. Gio's going to just turn
4: to see where the arrow came from. And then he's going to just hold ground. Tell me how you're doing that. Where are you looking? How are you scanning? From the direction she got hit in the back and back shoulder. So I'm looking
2: back that way. Looking behind you, you can't see how someone could have shot her in the back from behind with the crowd being the way it was. A scan the rooftops. A scan of the rooftops Roll your perception. Nine. Perhaps it's the sunlight. You can't really make out whether or not there's any rooftop shooters. There's a lot of movement on the roofs from clothes and the whatnot linens billowing in the breeze, but it's hard for you to pick out anybody who is clearly an assailant. You know, an elderly woman hanging some bloomers out on the line. A couple other individuals that are riveted by the scene, that's unfolding below them, but they all look like commoners. None of them appear to be armed, certainly not with a bow. But what I'll do from there is I'll just back
4: up as close as I can to Lovac to give them
2: cover, still facing that same
4: direction,
6: and say, get moving. Next is a pair of fives, Moulet and Lovac.
7: Well, I can't move any faster than Moulet, so... I'll go first. I'll look down. to Is she still grimacing in pain
2: or she just looks pissed off because I'm carrying her? She looks really put out that she's being carried like a sack of flour, but she doesn't look like she's in pain. You can attribute that easily to the healing magic Mm -hmm. of of Shins.
5: We are going to... I'm going to move towards exiting the bazaar. I am going to look around, much like Jill did. A lot of the people in the bazaar hit the deck, right? When this arrow came. A lot of people hit the deck. A lot of
2: people left. There was this massive rush of bodies towards the the exits of the Is there
5: anybody that's not doing that? Either on the ground, somebody who might be looking to see an effect, perhaps?
2: There's very clearly a trio of Perthans. They look like they're soldiers, but they don't look like Maz soldiers. They're tall, slender, they're dressed in the vibrant colors, you know, you've grown accustomed to, carrying broad-tipped spears, and they seem to be on a trot towards the party, there's also a trio of large, large, large Perthan men that are moving slowly towards your group. And then there's these men in red robes, the cloaks and the brooches.
5: All three of those groups are approaching us?
2: Everybody but the ones in the red robes.
5: They're just watching. They're spectators. Which of them are in the direction the arrow came from? Any of them? Neither of the, the ones in the red robes
2: maybe could be, but there's no visible signs of any weapons on their persons.
5: I'm going to. So I'm going to say that's my action to kind of take that in. I'm going to spend my move moving back along the path that Tukot made, since it's clear. Kind of gesturing for the rest of the party to follow. We can get into some sort of cover under an eave, in a doorway, something in a tent, someplace there's, where we can get yeah you know, wagons. Anything. Right. Something where we can regroup, take cover. He asks. Yes. So that's what I'm moving towards the nearest one.
2: There's a large, brightly colored goblin wagon um, with a large snail, like large horse-sized snail just sitting by it. There is a short stout goblin running about frantically, trying to attach all the trappings of what a horse normally would have to the snail while scanning rooftops and crowds the snail. Is it a racing snail? It is a racing snail. You can tell because it's got flames along the shell.
5: I think, uh, yeah, I'm gonna aim for the wagon to take cover behind it and gesture for the rest of the party to do the same.
2: Moulet very clearly makes a beeline for the follow for the wagon.
5: As you're running towards
2: the wagon, a series of arrows fly through the air from behind you, from ahead of you, and from either side of you and it's clear now that they are from the rooftops. The arrows take out a few of the members of the people in the crowd that are still there, making a beeline for the exits of the bazaar. They hit various merchants' kiosks and wagons. Uh, the occasional merchant who's closing up their shop, but none of them hit you. The large Perthen men, big, muscular men begin to trot towards your location as do those three slender ones with the broad-tipped spears. And the red-robed individuals remain motionless. The bazaar is, it's an outdoor bazaar. It's set up like a rectangle. It's in a rectangular shape rimmed by taller buildings. And there's exits, entrances from various parts of the city that lead to it. The exits are now being guarded by several city guards, but they don't look like they're intervening
6: GM, it's your turn in the initiative. I went. Okay, back to the top, 22, Shin.
3: How far away from the nearest exit is this wagon? The nearest exit, by best you can tell, is about 50 feet to your
2: right, if you were to be standing behind the wagon. The wagon's fairly close to one of the taller buildings. It's got several overhangs, awnings of brightly colored material flapping in the wind. You'd think it'd be difficult for someone to shoot down
3: at you through like all those multiple levels of awnings. How close do I think the goblin is to hooking up the snail? He looks like he's pretty
2: close to being done. He's in the process now of climbing up onto
3: the wagon. I run up to him and I interact with my pouch, pull out a gold, Hand it to him and say, you're now commandeered. We're about to load up, get us out of here as fast as possible.
2: A gold to get you out of imminent danger. That seems a bit cheap, don't you think? Do you I would say it?
3: no less than five gold if you want. Bargain on the outside. I'll oh, no, 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 We I'll bargain on the inside. I'll give you whatever you want. Five bargain gold. Bargain on the outside. Five done. gold.
2: You want something from me? I don't want
3: anything from you. This is dangerous. Five While gold, we're... done. <laughs> Hand it over. I will look over my shoulder and say, load the wagon, and then dig out four more gold. Bites it,
2: Yep. puts it in his pouch, and goes, yeah. It's a snail. Snaps the reins of the snail, and the snail takes off at breakneck snail speed. Where are you, if you choose to make your escape on the snail-drawn wagon?
5: Are we still in initiative?
2: Yes then I will wait for my
5: turn.
6: Next initiative is 18, Coop. How far has the snail
2: moved approximately? An inch or two. Oh. You can see that like rippling underbelly of the snail moving, uh, undulating, and it's towing the wagon easily. It's just not going fast. So I'm going to turn to the princess first. Are these friends or foes, the ones that are approaching? I do not know the large ones, and I believe those are Ernexians. She points to the tall, slender ones. Their prince wishes to have my hand in marriage, and I have declined his offer several times.
0: But I don't think he'd want me dead. Well, would he try to take you forcefully?
2: That would be an act of all-out war. I don't think he would, but I don't know for sure.
0: Ku will take a spot behind the wagon, behind it where Ule is, as cover. Like taking cover. Yeah.
6: Next is Tuco. Tuco, having now caught up with the group, observes the scene and sees the three groups, big, less big, and standing still, and he will take a shot at those standing still. 14. Are you standing
2: out in the open or are you taking cover? I'm standing in the open. So Tuco stands in the empty bazaar, puffs his chest out as he draws back his bow and fires an arrow. The arrow whizzes over one of the shoulders of those three brightly colored tall slender men from or Nexus, and slams into the chest of one of those red-robed individuals. He slumps to the ground, and the other two take cover behind barrels.
6: Tuko then turns and runs, but not behind the snail-drawn cart, looking for alternative cover in the near vicinity. And Tuko next is Gio.
4: I'm actually going to hold my action and move when Lovac moves, that's why I'm
2: being at least cover for him. And are you behind the carriage or are you somewhere else? The cart wagon rather? Yeah,
4: we didn't, I'm waiting for to see where he's going.
6: Okay. Okay. The two fives, Lovac and Mule. Are you still in the
5: square? Or did you follow me behind? I've you been following
7: right behind you the entire time. Okay. Lovac hasn't left right behind you. He's been like up five to ten feet behind you.
5: Considering how slowly this wagon is moving, I think we can still continue to use it for cover to assess and find our best exit. I'm Fully prepared to kind of inch along behind it as we get closer to an exit and then make our leave. I think that's fine. I'm going to look up the rooftops. Can I catch a glimpse of any of the shooters? Uh, Make a perception check. 20.
2: 20. You see, once you pick out one of them, There's an archer standing in between two lines of clothing on one of the rooftops and then you begin to see several others now that you know what to look for. And it almost seems as though every rooftop has one kneeling or standing archer taking cover behind some sort of structure, be it within the lines of clothing tucked up flat against the wall on a small like shack on top of the roof.
5: I will point them out to the group. I will point out the one I saw and then just kind of guide my hand to show-
2: That they're everywhere. Right. There's a lot of them.
5: Some of them, we should be in cover by the wagon against their shots though, correct?
2: Yes. There's a few that might be able to shoot down at an angle, but the shot that they have- It is should it? be much
5: narrower now. Yeah. So will you still allow me to take an action? After all that, it was that pretty much my action.
2: Oh, you can take an action.
5: So I'm gonna pick one of the ones that is still visible and looks like it has a clear shot at us. I'm gonna speak a few words, make a few gestures and gather this almost electric black mold of energy in my hands at 120 foot range. So I'm going to assume that is lengthy. Eldritch Blast. Deterrent Eldritch Blast. That is a 20 to hit. Yeah, 20. No, dirty twenty. Dirty twenty to hit nine points of force damage. If he's balanced precariously know, maybe it'll push him off the edge. <laughs> but maybe at least get him to duck back. <coughs> Doesn't kill him outright. You form that
2: ball of energy in your hands and thrust it forward, almost like you're shot putting it. It flies towards him in this awkward, wobbly fashion. Before it even makes it to the roof, the clothes on the clothesline ruffle and flare out and then it hits the archer square in the chest and you can see the energy coursing through his body as he is instantly electrified and he falls backwards into the clothesline taking down the line itself.
5: Very good then. I end my turn. Low
7: and it's Lovac's turn. So I will set the princess down, grab her by the shoulders, crouch down, look her straight in the face. You will stay behind me at all costs. You veer off at all. And I will corral you back. Do you understand? She shakes her head nervously. And then I'm going to begin yes. casting. Reach up, grab my focus, and I am going to cast Shield of Faith upon her, which will give her plus two to her AC, so it'll make it a little bit more difficult to hit her. And then I'm going to spin around, interact with object, pull my shield off my back, grab my spear, and take a defensive
6: stance with the
7: princess between me and the snail cart. Mule, pick a path. We need to leave.
5: Yes, sir.
6: Next up is GM.
7: was that evil leer towards me well about it. <laughs> no, you know.
2: So no. it begins. <laughs> Lovac, and arrow finds its mark. You're still at AC 18, is that correct?
7: That, uh, no, <clears throat> I'm actually a defensive stance right? Disadvantage, disadvantage. Is it disadvantage or is it plus? Well,
2: shield, yeah. yes, but I'm also taking
5: a defensive stance. Partial, Partial cover. cover Partial, Partial cover. Partial cover. Partial cover. Shield defense, bonus action, so. so you'd have the action. Yep. Yeah, it's, you take dodge. It's disadvantage against you.
2: So who's behind the cart? Show of hands. Everybody but but Gio and Tuco? Tuco Tuco
6: found alternate cover. So the arrows fly, and you can
2: hear them thudding on the opposite side of the the wagon. A few find their way into that little alleyway that you're in between the building and the wagon, but they either bounce off the snail's shell, embed themselves into the wagon, or fall at your feet, clacking across the stone ground cobblestones of that bazaar. There is a, a thud, and those of you that are behind the snail cart see the head of the snail drop with an arrow sticking out of its forehead. There's the distinct cursing and goblin of the goblin merchant, and he yells, "That's fifty gold for my snail!" <laughs> so now your means, your means of escape, is now dead. Oh well. You'll try and get your uh, five
6: gold back, there, Shin. Is that, <laughs> is that GM's turn done? That
2: is the GM's turn. That is
3: done.
6: Twenty-two is Shin.
3: I look around at everybody. I'm holding and waiting for you guys to be ready to run. There's a smoke bomb about to go off. As soon as you tell me, it goes off and we run. And I hold action. Eighteen is Ku.
6: Okay,
2: that's good information. That kind of cancels what I was planning.
0: Ku takes out a short bow, knocks an arrow, and finds a target and fires.
2: What? Who are you targeting? Are you targeting an archer on the roof? You're ta- targeting Ar- someone. Archer on the roof.
0: Thirteen. A
2: misses. Okay. arrow ricochets off the top of one of the buildings that one of those archers are at snapping and falling to the ground below.
6: Next up is Tuco. How large is this square feet by feet? It's a rectangle. Is it 200 by 400-ish? It's huge. It's huge. It's, it's of
2: massive proportions. Uh, well, massive is a bit much, but it's huge. It's facilitating gallows for public hangings. It, there's multiple shops. There, it's a large, large area.
6: How far away are the two massive, I believe there were two massive men. Three. Three massive men heading our way.
2: They're from From the the wagon. They're probably about 40 feet away. They're at a full trot. They're not moving fast because they're large, large men, very muscular. They have on their hips, they have these big like tulwar type of swords, you know, with the curved blades and the heavy handles.
6: I'm going to attempt to shoot one with an arrow. There's a 19 hit.
2: 19 hits.
6: Would we consider that they have taken an action in the battle since they're moving? They
2: haven't. They've just moved. They haven't even taken their swords off their
5: hips.
6: So for an assassin, that's an auto crit. Um, Double dice, six points of damage, plus three.
5: Double dice, 6d6.
6: No, they're not, I don't get a... a Do I get a sneak attack on them? Sorry. They haven't
5: acted yet. You would get advantage on your attack. Okay, well, I, I made
6: the hit, so that's good enough there, right? Well, I could well, I could get a crit, right? Yeah. Well,
5: you could, you're already getting double damage, but yeah. I didn't get a crit, but it was right. an, another hit. So, so then hit. I
6: get the auto-crit, but do so I get the sneak so that's attack? that's double dice. Do I get uh, sneak attack? Because it's not an enemy If you advantage on the attack roll, you get... If you, I get advantage, if you, get advantage I get, you have sneak attack, correct. Okay, so that was six for the first two. And ten for the second two for sixteen. And six for the last one for... 22. 22 points of damage.
2: Your arrow slams into his forehead, stopping him dead in his tracks, dead literally, and he, in mid-run, falls doing a face plant onto the ground at the bazaar.
6: As a movement after that, I scream bloody murder, just yelling and running away from the cover of our party in search of cover further away from them.
2: There's any number of kiosks or shacks. I mean, it's. It, Quite easy to find cover. You're running through the now emptying bazaar amidst a maelstrom of arrows that have not yet found their mark.
6: And so you see a largish red man yelling, swinging arms as if fa- trying to fly. Come and get me, you stupid pieces of garbage! And then diving into a shack.
2: You go crashing into a shack, diving through that open window they have in the front, you know, where the merchant sells his wares and interacts with customers, almost landing on the shocked merchant that's taking cover in there. Hi, how you doing?
6: <laughs> uh, Come here often? <laughs> Hello. Uh, I'll be gone in a minute. Just hold tight. Oh, I will. Don't, don't you worry. Can I have some dried meat? Yes, thank you. And that is is two go section. Next is ten Tenjiil.
4: So I saw one of the three fall. I'm going to tell, I'm going to say Shen, do it now, since he's holding his action, and I'm gonna say, do it now, and then I'm just gonna pivot and still wait for them to get closer. So you're facing them,
3: yes. your adversaries. Next is the pair of um, fives. I'm using my hold, my hold action, it was, it was just triggered. So Shin interacts with the object, pulled out a smoke bomb from a pouch, casts Prestidigitation to light it, and rolls it towards the back of the cart, then climbs up into the goblin seat and says, you don't get 50 gold. You owe me four. You didn't get us to the gate. Does that End make you turn. no longer in cover? Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm in cover by a big, large goblin. He's about three and a half feet tall. He's that- portly. <laughs> That's okay. I'll take it. It's
5: our
6: pair of fives, Lovac and Mule.
5: Yep. I will move. So closest exit. How far? You said 50 feet? About 50 feet. And is that packed full of people right now? All pushing and shoving to get out?
2: There's uh, people pushing and shoving to get out the city guard are now on either side of the crowd, ushering them out. None of them have made any effort towards rendering aid to you or the princess.
5: That is fine. That's their business, and our business, our business. The closest gate, I'm dashing. So 60 feet move should put me right there, and Lovac will be, I expect, on my heels.
7: Now it's Lovac's turn. He is going to reach down, use his shield arm to scoop up the Princess, just blow the buttocks the way you would cradle a, a small child. Put your arms around my neck, and I would pull her in tight so she's between the shield and my chest. Transfer my lance to that arm or my spear to that hand, and then start moving. If I see any target on the rooftop or in front of me, I will loose a spell.
6: Next is GM.
7: You're running. Yes, towards. I'm running, I'm keeping up with Moulet. I will move as fast as Moulet moves. Yep, okay. So that's a double move. Yeah, so if he's dashing, I'm
2: dashing. Another maelstrom of arrows empties into the bazaar with a heavy focus on the two runners, Moulet and Lovat. <laughs> Bill, I swear I'm not targeting you, but I hit you with a nat 20. Yeah, it's only damage. Not bad. I like the dice tower, Frank.
0: Yeah, Levi's eating that.
2: It's
7: anti-cursing
0: his dice. Yep.
2: Take nine points of damage. The goblin looks over at you and says, You owe me a hundred gold and get off my wagon. You're not getting your five gold pieces back. Because of you, you broke a perfectly good snail. A perfectly good snail. Do you know how much money I pay for that snail? Two silver. An arrow mid-tirade protrudes from his neck, he gags, there's a gout of blood that spills out of his mouth, and he falls off to the side of the wagon. And shin you are hit with an arrow. 12 still good, you don't have anything else, or two points of damage. I'm gonna start rolling my damage dice in the tower. (laughs) The red-robed gentlemen that have taken cover stand and there's a chanting. You can see pebbles, small stones dancing on the cobblestones of the bazaar. and. There begins to be a swirling of energy around both of them as hundreds, maybe even thousands of of small pebbles swirl around them. And then almost like a swarm of insects erupt from them and head towards Lovac and Moulet, make saving
5: throws. What kind of saving throw am I making? Dexterity? What? What type of saving throw? Charisma. That's a 20. Pretty hopeful then. 16.
2: New to take nine points of damage as you're peppered with this meteor storm of pebbles and stones. Lovac, take eight points of damage as these, and you can hear them tinking off the armor of, of Lovac. As you approach the city guards, they begin to usher you out, and one of them gasps, My
7: princess. Does she look hurt after the meteor shower?
2: And immediately attack Mule. Does he hit? <laughs> uh, you are still. 14. 14? Yes. One of them moves in, thrusts at you with a spear, catching you just under the armpit for eight points of damage. The princess is now limp in low backs arms. The other guardsman attacks and misses low back.
6: After GM, top of the order. For Shane.
3: When I handed him five gold, did I notice what he did with it? What? (laughs) He put it in his purse which is on him which is on the ground okay yes so i will use movement to make it to the gate at which point i'm watching both of my guys get attacked by city guards yes the princess is just standing there watching it happen
7: you can't yeah. see the princess she's in my arms and uh, you put her down no no i picked just, her back I've up, her right? back up. Oh,
3: okay i missed that one Left, right, left right, It would 50, take your.
6: 50. It would take your action to get there since you had to dash. Correct. Unless, How far is it? It's also around 50. Us. 50 feet. Well, they
3: made it in a round. I have a 35 movement. They have 30s, so I should be able to make it there too. They I moved at 60. Dashed. But you cannot they
6: then dashed. cast. Move
3: they,
0: twice. They double moved, but didn't take any other actions. Oh, yes. okay. Correct. Are you
3: no? no it, it's, yes. Well, do you have a bonus Shin, action you, cast? I have lots of other things but um I didn't say I was dashing I said I was using my movement so if I only mm. make 35 I make 35 okay good, good. but then you have you have an action right you have yes, used now I an have an action, action which is going to be action? casting and there's going to be a fireball going to the left side guard you did roll out a smoke yes grenade. last round which should go off I have no idea we didn't determine that go ahead and make your cast that's a 15 15 will hit That's four points of damage. Okay. The guard that was
2: attacking you, Lovac, the one that you were fending off as effectively as you could, you know, kicking him back with, you know, one of your feet, throwing a shoulder into him. He is struck in the shoulder with a bolt of crimson energy that slams him into the wall. And then there's this spitting of smoke. At first, it's a little stream, you know, almost like a campfire is going out. And then there's a a poof. The bazaar begins to be covered with this noxious white smoke billowing out of this tiny glass vessel and then there's a crackling and a pop. The gentle breeze of that morning starts to spread the smoke throughout this wide area of the bazaar that you are occupying. As you're casting the spell, are you standing? Are you still sitting on the the carriage? He had already
6: moved 35. Oh yeah, that's right. You
2: did. You move. While you're casting the spell, there's arrows clanking across the cobblestones at you from the archers that are still up on the roof. Just as you finish your spell, you're shrouded in smoke as it gradually moves across the area that you're in, obscuring their vision.
0: Next is Ku. So now where they are, it's smoke.
2: Where Shin is, it's smoke. It's dense smoke where Lovac and Mulay are, it's smoky. The breeze is beginning to bring that thick smoke from the smoke bomb Shin made to their area, but it hasn't fully obscured them.
0: So- Ku would see the guards attack Mule and Tuvok. Yes. Okay, so Ku is going to spend a key point to use Step of the Wind to take a dash action as a bonus action, and he is going to bolt for where Tuvok and Mule are. Do you mean Lovak? Lovak. <laughs> Tuvok
2: tubers. was the security officer on Voyager. <laughs> 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 but one of my favorite characters. Wrong game. Yep. <laughs> so so he's
0: going to bolt towards them. And so Step of the Wind is a dash action as a bonus action. It also doubles the jump distance. Once he's about to get there, he's going to jump up in the air, kind of do a flip and like a heel kick at the top of one of the heads of the guards. Which one? who would know that Lovak has the princess, so the one on him.
6: I believe the one on him is slumped against the wall after being hit with A. Yep. Firebolt. Yes.
0: Not dead. Though. Okay. Oh, something has, Well, it doesn't matter. I rolled a nine, so. there's. Um, th- That's advantage. He's prone. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thank you, Marcus. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. And that was a <laughs>
7: four? That was a <laughs> seven.
2: Wow. There is this feeling in the pit of your belly, you know, when you summon up your inner energy. Cult- various cultures call it different things, but you know it is key. It begins as a warm feeling just below your belly button and builds to almost like a furnace before you activate your key power. And when you do, there is, it's almost as if you're running on nothing. Your strides are longer. Your speed is almost inhuman. And soon you make it to Lovak's side Execute your kick. Timing was off, so you miss. Your foot slams into the wall next to the man, but does not find the guardsman. He is still slumped against the wall. However, the wall has an indentation with powdery stone starting to trickle from the gap and the crack that you created in the wall. And now coup is alongside of you low back.
6: Next is Tuco. Tuco from his sprinter's pose that he has been crouched in awaiting just this opportunity is starting to salivate. He is feeling incredibly aggressive about how this fight is not working well for him. Out the side door of this little shack he goes at a full sprint, a double move because he's incredibly aggressive as an orc. And he's headed not towards any of the other fighters but towards the casters. I don't know if 60 feet will get him there
2: it won't but you're well on your way
6: he's and he's dodging and bobbing just in case he runs into the, anybody else in the smoke because i don't know how, how thick the smoke is in the region i'm moving through and that is oh but it will get me part of the way there so i unleash another arrow at the casters if they are uh, their state of cover is unknown is it known to me
2: they're still behind the barrels so um, so they
6: came out and cast and then they're, they're
2: standing behind the barrels
6: standing partial cover yeah disadvantage Yes. I'll take that. If I can find another d20. I'm not that smart. There we go. They both missed. Well, let's see. Does a 10 hit? A 10 does not. Tuco breaks off and races
2: towards the gentleman in the red robes. He disappears into the cloud of smoke. On the other side, Tuco appears parting the smoke, runs through the smoke, Carrying like wisps and drifts of smoke with him as he exits the cloud and stops, draws an arrow and fires, missing one of the casters.
6: And next in initiative is ten. Geil.
4: So where did um, the smoke bomb? Did it go off at the where the cart is at? Because that's where I, I yeah. left all that. So. How close did those first two, or not the first two, but the two big guys, how close have they moved up to where I'm at?
2: It's hard to tell now because there's smoke, but they haven't come through
4: the smoke right. yet. So I'm gonna try to run in their direction. And if I'm within range, I will attack one of them.
2: You burst through the smoke into the open bazaar, but they're not there. Out of the corner of your eye, you see them rushing towards Lowback and Moulay. They still haven't drawn their weapons
5: yet though. Oh, that's my move
6: the pair of fives is lovac and mule again i'll wait for mule's action
5: all right so we've got one slumped guard not dead but down and then we've got another very alive guard who's frankly beating the shit out of me yes so all right uh i'm pissed off so i'm gonna step past lovac so basically so that he's not within five feet of me can i stand in a place where he's not within five feet but the two guards are uh it's pretty tight quarters i so, think you could probably manage okay I just don't want them within five feet. I will growl at them. We are protecting the princess. Get out of our way. What other people will see, but what they see, everybody at low back won't see this, but what they see is that the air around me will dim and cast my face into shadow. In that dimness, my toothy smile is not friendly now, but hungry. The hunt <laughs> begins, and they are the prey. Wisdom save um, both of them. <coughs> what's my target 13 fail and fail okay they are both frightened by me which means that they cannot move towards me which i believe they have to move away from me so i just had
3: this i think they have to run away at maximum speed
5: correct frightened actually they don't they have disadvantage on attacks while i am visible to them and they cannot willingly move closer to me so Mm -hmm. after i do that i am then going to move 30 feet through the gate and Motion for low back and coup. You're gonna have to To shove your
2: way through some fleeing people, but that's um, fine.
5: It is well, so that affected everybody within five feet of me. So, well, the crowd's moving much faster now. Yeah, (laughs) I expect so. That was the hope. There's some (laughs) shrieking
2: more so than when the arrows were flying and people were dropping dead in the middle of the bazaar. Someone
5: yells monster, and (laughs) uh, yeah, that's fine. I don't take offense. Then I
6: move 30 feet. Next is GM.
5: Well, me low back.
6: My bad. If she goes limp
7: in my hands, since she's already in my hands, I'll use her Laying on Hands and pump 10 points of healing into her. So if she was poisoned by that arrow, it'll negate the poison. If she was struck, you know, obviously by the meteors or something like that, she'll take healing from that as well. I'll give her 10 points of healing through the Laying of Hands.
2: You perform the Laying of Hands on her, that heavenly energy that pours through your body, channeled from the universe, from the gods themselves even illuminates your hand in a warm glow and what you normally experience with that is the body bathed in this warm glow and wounds healing life returning to the body hasn't happened and that's where we'll leave it for this week
1: join us every other week as the eves watch continue their adventures in perth thank you to our patrons find us on patreon to join the executive producers team and support the podcast Our cast, Bill Robitaille, Louis Aponte, Frank Whedon, Jared Parker, Marcus Holt, Sin Morse, our DM, Scott, and me, Nova. Thank you, our listeners, for joining us every other week.